With his unique perspective on the medical legal system, here's Victor Cotton. Welcome to the Law and Medicine Podcast. Today's topic is why we're losing tort reform. To provide some background, in the early 2000s, the malpractice insurance industry was in crisis. There wasn't enough money to pay for all of the lawsuits that had been filed, insurance companies were going bankrupt, and premiums were skyrocketing. To stabilize the situation, most states implemented some type of tort reform, which consisted of various measures designed to limit both the number of lawsuits as well as the cost of those lawsuits. And these measures were very effective. Here in Pennsylvania, the number of malpractice lawsuits immediately fell by about 50% from 2,700 a year to about 1,400 a year. Similar reductions were seen across most of the country, and with tort reform in place, these numbers have remained relatively constant for the past 15 years, which has been good for doctors. However, it's been bad for plaintiff lawyers and also bad for defense lawyers, both of whom depend on a good supply of lawsuits for their livelihoods. These lawyers oppose tort reform, and they work to negate it. Plaintiff lawyers do this openly, while defense lawyers do it quietly, but through their combined efforts, the political pendulum has started to swing away from tort reform. Here in Pennsylvania, our Supreme Court recently proposed undoing some of our tort reform, which will almost certainly lead to an increase in the number of lawsuits and with it the cost of malpractice insurance. Similar things are occurring in other states, and today I'm going to discuss why this is happening. The political battle over tort reform always follows the same script. Physicians take the position that most lawsuits are filed by people who did not suffer malpractice, that all of these frivolous lawsuits are filed because the legal system is broken, and that we must fix it with tort reform. On the other side of the aisle, the trial lawyers argue that lawsuits are caused by an excessive number of medical errors, that it's the medical system that's broken, and that the key to preventing lawsuits is to improve patient safety. So physicians argue that the legal system is broken and needs to be reformed, while trial lawyers argue that the medical system is broken and needs to be improved. Now, if you look at the data, the doctors have the better argument because multiple studies have shown that about 80% of lawsuits are filed by patients who did not actually suffer malpractice. And improving patient safety won't eliminate any of those lawsuits because those patients weren't injured by shortcomings in safety. So based on the data, the doctors should always win. However, the lawyers have introduced a new argument that goes as follows. When we passed tort reform 15 years ago, the Institute of Medicine estimated that doctors were killing 50,000 patients a year. And in the time since, that number has steadily climbed to the point that doctors are now killing almost a million patients a year. And the lawyers point out that this is exactly what they predicted. Back in 2003, the trial lawyers said that protecting doctors with tort reform was a bad idea because it would lead to a carefree attitude, quality of care would drop, and patients would die. And this is exactly what has happened. Doctors are now killing 10 times as many patients as they were in 2003, while the number of lawsuits has remained flat, 
meaning that injured people are not able to obtain a legal remedy, and that's fundamentally unfair. We must therefore undo tort reform and replace it with a commitment to patient safety because the medical system is more broken now than it ever was. That's how the lawyers tell it, and they've convinced a growing number of politicians that they're right. Now, if physicians had someone to speak on our behalf and advocate for our interests, which we don't, but if we did, we could easily refute all of this in a number of ways. First, we could point out that medical care is safer now than it's ever been, and that the number of patients dying from medical errors has been wildly exaggerated. In fact, there are several studies showing that the number of medical deaths is much lower than what's being quoted, with one paper estimating the number at about 5,000 patients a year. And further, if those 5,000 patients hadn't suffered a medical error, the study found that almost all of them would have lived less than one month in very poor health. So that's one argument we could make. We could also point out that if doctors are indeed killing a million patients a year, then two-thirds of patients who die in our hospitals are dying as a result of medical errors. I'll say that again. If the patient safety people are correct and we're killing a million people a year, then two-thirds of people dying in American hospitals are being killed by doctors, and I don't think even a plaintiff lawyer would defend that position because it's absurd. And finally, we could point out that if we take a million deaths and apportion them based on state population, it means that last year the doctors here in Pennsylvania killed about 30,000 people. Pennsylvania's share of 1 million is about 30,000. To provide some perspective on the scale of carnage that represents, the last time 30,000 people were killed in Pennsylvania was all the way back in 1863 at Gettysburg. So there are plenty of very compelling arguments we could use to refute what trial lawyers are saying and hold on to tort reform. Unfortunately, the Pennsylvania Medical Society hasn't done any of those things, and instead they've chosen the unusual strategy of repeating whatever the trial lawyers say. And it's not just the Pennsylvania Medical Society, it's organized medicine as a whole. If you want to see this phenomenon for yourself, go to Capitol Hill and listen to a trial lawyer testify against tort reform. You'll hear him say that doctors are killing thousands, that the medical system is broken, and that we must improve patient safety. And that will sound very familiar, because it's the same thing organized medicine's been saying for the past 20 years. I can't count the number of times I've heard the Medical Society refer to the thousands that we allegedly kill, yet they're completely silent about the millions that we definitely save. Rather than helping us by quoting studies, they've chosen to undermine us by parroting trial lawyers. The only difference being that trial lawyers say this stuff one day a year on Capitol Hill, and they don't really believe it while the Medical Society says it everywhere else 365 days a year, and they do believe it. So let me be very clear on this. Anyone who says that doctors are killing millions, that we're the second leading cause of death, and that being under the care of a physician is one of the most dangerous places anyone could possibly be, 
Anyone or any organization who spews those lies is not trying to help physicians. And to make matters worse, a few years ago, the Medical Society wasted valuable political capital on an apology law that's now being used against us. And this one really bothers me, because when the Medical Society was considering this law, I wrote to the president and explained how this would ultimately hurt physicians. And here's why I said that. The apology law that we have here in Pennsylvania, like those in most states, says that humanistic expressions of empathy or compassion cannot be used against a physician in a malpractice lawsuit. So, if you're sued for malpractice, the plaintiff lawyer is not allowed to tell the jury that you were compassionate, kind, caring, or empathetic. Which begs the question, why would a plaintiff lawyer want to tell the jury that you were compassionate or kind? How does that help his case? And if for some cockeyed reason he decided to tell the jury that you were compassionate, why would we want to stop him? You see, in order to take advantage of this law, here's what has to happen. First, the plaintiff lawyer has to experience a psychotic break and start telling the jury how compassionate you are. And in response, your lawyer, who's presumably also suffered a psychotic break, stands up and says, Objection! Telling the jury that my client was compassionate violates Pennsylvania's apology law. That's the only scenario in which this law could ever be used. What no one in organized medicine understands is that plaintiff lawyers never present evidence showing that doctors are kind or compassionate. On the contrary, their whole strategy is to paint us as uncaring and unavailable. And as a result, this law is completely useless. It prevents someone from doing something that no one's ever going to do anyway. And as proof of just how useless it is, Pennsylvania's apology law was passed by unanimous votes in both the House and the Senate. Not one person voted against it. Now, if this law was actually going to reduce the number of lawsuits and hurt trial lawyers like the Medical Society believes, don't you think someone would have voted against it? But coming back to my story, while this law was still in the planning stages, I wrote to the president of the Medical Society and explained how this law would hurt physicians. And of course, he wrote back assuring me that this law was amazing and that it would reduce the number of lawsuits by something like 70%. So this apology bill eventually became law. And in celebration, the Medical Society sent out a packet informing doctors that we were now free to express compassion without fear of legal consequences, even though I've never met a doctor who believed that compassion could have legal consequences. But the best part was the cover letter, which said that this law, which was signed by the governor on Christmas Eve, was a Christmas present from the Medical Society. But the truth is that doctors would have been much better off if they had just sent lumps of coal. Because part of the trial lawyer's argument against tort reform now includes this apology law. And here's what they're saying. 
First, the legislature gave the doctors tort reform, and without the threat of being sued, doctors got sloppy and killed thousands of patients. And then the legislature gave doctors an apology law to help them cover up all their mistakes, and this further reduced the number of lawsuits. The legislature just keeps giving and giving to doctors. And we're now to the point that doctors are killing thousands of patients. They cover it up with apologies. They have no fear of being sued. It's not fair to patients, and something has to be done. And I'll tell you, it sounds pretty compelling. The main reason we're losing tort reform is that organized medicine has become a mouthpiece for trial lawyers, which is not a coincidence because they're both in the business of advocating for patients. Trial lawyers advocate for injured patients, and organized medicine advocates for all patients. And it's therefore not surprising that they wind up saying many of the same things. They both say that doctors are killing thousands. They both say that doctors use apology laws to avoid being sued. They both say that the healthcare system is broken and that doctors are the second leading cause of death. And then, when the trial lawyers say that the obvious solution is to undo tort reform and replace it with a renewed commitment to patient safety, the folks in organized medicine have no foundation from which to disagree. Assuming, of course, that they have any desire to disagree. And that's why we're losing tort reform. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Victor Cotton, physician, attorney, and founder of Law & Medicine. If you'd like to learn more about us or support our efforts, we invite you to visit our website at lawandmed.com. We offer a variety of online educational courses for which you can earn Category 1 CME credit. Many of our courses can be used to meet your malpractice insurance company's requirements for a policy discount. And if you receive a CME allowance from your employer, we can provide you with a receipt which can be used to obtain reimbursement. This has been a production of Law & Medicine, Hershey, Pennsylvania. All rights are reserved.